Hi, welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I'm Mary Colbert. And I'm Dr. Colbert. Hey there. Okay, let me just, <laughs> let me just, I'm so excited about this video too, guys, or audio. Audio, podcast. Um, actually, let me say this. We <laughs> yeah. have a YouTube channel. If you didn't know that, you can go to Dr. Don Colbert, MD, on YouTube, and we're going to actually go in studio and we're going to start doing our podcast with video and the audio. You're going to start seeing us going forward. This probably will be the last one we do that's just audio. But going forward, we're going to do both. So you can watch for that. And I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I wasn't excited about doing it because you have to do makeup and hair and all that. But that's okay. I'll, I'll kind of try to clean up the barn here. Yeah, so paint you can the barn, watch Mary. Paint, paint the barn so <laughs> okay. y'all can watch it. Anyway, because, you know, I like to go comfortable. And But anyway, so that doesn't matter. Folks, let me tell you something. This audio that we're getting ready to do is on anxiety. It is epidemic in the oh church, Don. Oh, my goodness. Mary, let me tell you. That's how. different than depression. Yeah. We just did yes. depression. Depression's different where you're spirit gloomy. Too. You can't come out. No joy. No joy. You, nobody wants to be around you. You're always singing somebody done me something wrong song. That downcast face. Just you know, it's like you're no covered smile. in poo-poo. No one <laughs> wants to be around you. It stinks. It doesn't smell good. So they run from you. <laughs> they run. But, they, say, they see you from afar and they go uh, the other way. They yes, say, no, I can't yes, take it. <laughs> that, you can tell it. <laughs> Anxiety is a little bit different. Yes, it is. It's it, a different it, spirit. It's a different spirit. See, depression is a spirit of heaviness. It talks about in Isaiah 60. And it, it says, put on the garment of praise and thanksgiving. See, praise and thanksgiving gets rid of the spirit of heaviness. Can't stay there. But again, we activate joy with smiling, laughter, dancing, singing, shouting, dancing. All of this activates joy and get the joy of the Lord in your heart. And then the spirit of heaviness can't stay. It has to leave. But the spirit of fear is the spirit of anxiety. And it says in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, God's not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And again, when you have anxiety, literally, you don't have a sound mind. Your mind becomes warped. It's like a record. It's like a groove Ooh, on a good, record. God. It's like a groove on the record where you keep playing that same anxious thought. And I see people come on, come in my office and I can immediately walk in a room and I can see that anxiety, that worry, that spirit of fear all over them. I know. And, you know, what happens is a lot of times they get fixated on like washing their hands. Well, that's yeah, there's five major to... forms of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of them. That's OCD. That's uh, one form of anxiety. It may be panic attack. It may be generalized anxiety. It may be post-traumatic stress disorder. It literally, when a person has a trauma like a post-traumatic stress disorder or panic attack, it literally attracts in spirits of fear and anxiety. And then they become literally bound by a spirit of fear. Now, don't you think that this usually happens with people? I, I could, I'm speaking generally now. People who have spirits of anxiety or anxiousness are people that have suffered from something that they a, suffered a trauma. under. It's a trauma. A trauma of loss of control. So somewhere in their life, they had no control over some bad stuff that happened well, to them. Well, it's just a major fear that came in. It could have been a scary movie. It could have been like I had a lady. A divorce. Uh, a carjack. She was carjacked, Mary. Right. And this lady had such a spirit of fear on her. And literally, she relived that carjack every, almost every hour of the day. Okay. So if you're somebody 
that you've had something happen to where you felt like you lost all control and now you overcompensate in other areas of your life trying to control. You may try to control your children. You may be trying to control your husband. You may be trying to control people at work. You try to control everybody around you in every way. And that, I'm just telling you, people will spot you. They'll know who you are. You're trying to control every situation. You could be one of those people, examine yourself, where you lost some sort of control and now you're trying to control everything around you. That creates anxiety. Right. And Mary, just like depression, there's thought processes we get stuck in with anxiety. We think worst case scenario, you, you become a what ifer. Well, what if this happens? Well, what you can, I can always tell if a person has anxiety or a spirit of fear. Because they had a what if happen. They're, they're a what ifer. I said, I hear yeah. that what if and and I know you've got fear and I know you've got anxiety and I know you got a groove on the brain where you're replaying these tapes over and over and you're stuck. And so mm -hmm. these people literally will share the anxiety with others and they will literally anxiety can be caught. A fear can be caught. A spirit it's of paralyzing, fear Don. Oh, it it's is paralyzing. And these people have no peace. They have no joy. Do you know the disciples when Jesus was crucified, they were stuck. Oh, they yeah. were all stuck together they were because they knew <laughs> they were in there going what if now they're coming after us yeah they were what ifers they but were Mary, what ifers anxiety and fear is simply stinking thinking at its max yes and literally they are stuck in stinking thing it's like a quagmire it's like quicksand they're stuck in it and so that's why and the bible tells us about it how to break out and so I'd like to read to you about this because there's spiritual forms of anxiety and the majority is spiritual and it's mental, and it's physical reasons for it. There's traumatic reasons for it, and there's hormonal reasons. Like now, is a, there some natural things that people can do to overcome anxiety? Absolutely, absolutely. And I put a, most of my anxiety patients on this. The spiritual reasons, the greatest, we'll talk about that in depth. But let's just talk about things you can do for anxiety let's right away that. that gives you some relief. Yeah. Because a lot of people are turning to benzodiazepines, Xanax, Valium. I mean, your mom used to be on Valium, remember? She lived on it. I know. And then there's uh, also there's clonopin or clonazepam. There's Ativan, lorazepam. These are, these are simply benzodiazepines that are highly addictive. And they're the worst things you can go on because you have to have more and more to control the anxiety. Now, my mother, she was on Valium her whole life. And that chemical helped her cope with her anxiety because she had some really traumatic things right. happen to her. And unfortunately, right. she never had those thorns removed from right, her exactly. spiritually. Right. And, the and that's what church is supposed to do. It's yes. supposed to remove these spiritual thorns. Yes. We're supposed to literally go to the altar. Exactly. We're supposed to pray these out, have hands laid on them, cast these things out, cast spirits out. Church doesn't do that anymore, Mary. Yeah. Cast spirits of fear out, spirits of anxiety, spirits of heaviness out. But again, there's supplements we can do right now to help your anxiety. You see, with anxiety, we find that many of these people have low serotonin levels, similar to depression. And we now know that SSRIs or Prozac, uh, Lexapro, Excitalopram, Celexa, Paxil, Zoloft, all these SSRIs help a lot of people with anxiety, and they're non-addictive. But I tell people there's a better way. Just you can take the natural amino acid, 5-HTP, 
For women, generally, it's 150 milligrams at bedtime. It's really inexpensive. You can get it at any health food store. For men, they usually need 200 to 300 milligrams at bedtime. It takes about three to four weeks to kick in. You can gradually tweak the dose up. And that helps a lot of people with anxiety by simply boosting serotonin levels. Women, we find also that helps your serotonin, natural micronized progesterone at bedtime. It helps you sleep like a baby. And it helps you with your serotonin, which in turn helps you with your anxiety. So when you combine 5-HTP with micronized progesterone, amazing how it calms you down. It really helps my women sleep, and it helps boost their serotonin, it helps them cope. Another natural thing you can do is take hemp oil or CBD oil. We have a wonderful hemp oil that works uh, really well with anxiety. You can take like a, a half a dropper three times a day or a full dropper if you need it, or you can take it again at night to help you sleep, and it just helps calm people down. It literally helps to boost uh, GABA, which calms you down, we, and that in conjunction with these stress relief drops, I call it natural Valium because they don't, awesome. ha they don't get addicted. Awesome. It calms them down. It, it just relaxes them. So you combine the hemp oil and the stress relief drops, 10 drops as needed. You mm -hmm. can take it every hour if you need to. and just calms you down. It helps some people with even panic attacks. Another natural amino acid that helps so many with anxiety is L-theanine. L-theanine comes from green tea. It's non-addictive, and it just has a calming effect. And some people can take 200 milligrams of L-theanine. You can get it at any health food store, and you take it three times a day or two times a day. Some people just take 400 or 600 milligrams at bedtime, and it works great by taking it at bedtime. It helps you sleep. So easy, that's an easy thing you can do, and that helps tremendously. Another supplement that helps so many people is GABA. GABA is actually a neurotransmitter that calms you down, but you can get GABA at the health food store. And you can take 500 milligrams two or three times a day, or some people take GABA 500 milligrams two or three at bedtime, and they sleep like a baby, and it boosts GABA in the brain. So again, the other thing that helps many with anxiety are the active B vitamins. B vitamins are the stress relief vitamins, and especially when they're the active forms. Just like I talked about with depression, similar things happen with anxiety. When you get the active forms of the B vitamin, and about one-third to 50% of Americans have a mutation in the MTHFR gene. And when you have that, you can't produce adequate levels of wow. serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. So your neurotransmitters are diminished, so it opens the door for anxiety. But when you start taking those active forms of the B vitamins, either, either our brain zone basic or methyl guard, and you take like two twice a day, then after a month or so, those neurotransmitters come up, and then you add the 5-HTP at night, or you add the GABA, or you add the, the hemp oil, or the stress relief drop. All these are non-addictive. Some need to be stacked. But that's a no-brainer in helping tremendously at calming down the anxiety and boosting these neurotransmitters. I know people are hearing you say the word stacked. And what he means by that is on top of each right. other. You can yeah. add these things on top of each other. Exactly. So, so some people need a lot of natural things until this thing is, uh, but eventually you can clear it just in the spirit realm. It's amazing how in the spirit realm, I worked with Benny Hinn for years, and I would go to these miracle crusades, and I'd help him on the crusade team, and I would see people that literally the spirit of God hit them, and literally, they were full of the joy of the Lord. Some literally 
it's amazing how their whole body shook the, like they touched a high-tension electric wire. No, I, it's true. I would go out into the Crusades and pray for the sick. Right, but you then, would verify the miracles. Right, but, I'd go but, out. but Mary, I That's saw amazing. I saw spirits of anxiety and fear yes. literally instantly Break. leave, and the spirit of joy come on there with yes. uncontrollable laughter and crying and laughter. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and I don't care what you think of Benny Hinn or you don't care about Benny Hinn. We are eyewitnesses. The devil's a liar. We have seen the Lord work through this man in amazing ways. Now, also, another supplement helps some with severe, severe anxiety, a little SAMe. Not a lot of SAMe. Mm -hmm. SAMe is that natural amino acid. It's S-adenosylmethionine that you take usually in the morning, empty stomach, start low and go slow, 200 milligrams once or twice a day and go up slowly to 400. If you take too much, you can trigger anxiety, but a little bit helps to boost the serotonin, the norepinephrine, the dopamine, which helps you feel good and helps a lot of people with anxiety. So those are the natural supplements. As far as the hormones for anxiety, again, testosterone, the right amount. It boosts all those neurotransmitters. And especially for, for women, the micronized progesterone works amazing. Sometimes a little bit of estrogen, but we've got to be careful with estrogen because the risk of breast cancer. So I'm cautious with estrogen. But those are the key hormonal issues and, and natural supplements. The mental, the mental traps people get stuck in are simply what ifing and worst case scenario thinking and catastrophizing. That's people literally make a mountain out of a molehill. They make the simplest problem become a major catastrophe. Yes. You have to minimize your problem and you have to maximize your God and the word of God. Have you ever met someone that if they didn't have bad news to talk about, they didn't have any news <laughs> to talk right. about? I mean, I have. I've, I've seen people that like to keep stuff going and stirred up between people. And they love just to have controversy and they love to have you know, all kinds of just junk swirling. I've seen and been around those people that if it weren't for bad news, it'd be no news at all in their life. And so they keep things going that is bad. You don't right. want to be one of those people. Well, again, I tell people that they have the Martha, Martha spirit. <laughs> There's, remember Mary and Martha were the sisters of Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead after he's dead for four days. Mm -hmm. And Martha was his sister. Now, she was the nervous Nellie. She was the nervous one. But here, Martha, if you read Luke chapter 10, verse 38, Martha had welcomed Jesus and his 12 disciples into her home. Now, she probably had a pretty big home. But so Martha had prepared a dinner for Jesus and the 12 disciples, as well as Lazarus. and Mary. She had 16 people to cook for and put plates out and serve them. But so Martha, it says, here's Mary, her sister. Mary reminds me a lot of my Mary, Mary Colbert. Mm -hmm. And here's Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And she was just really on. She, I can picture Mary sitting right in front of Jesus, mm -hmm. literally captured every word. And Jesus looking at Mary and just the love of Jesus pouring out of his eyes and smiling at Mary. And Mary was just smiling back. And she was capturing every word from the mouth of Jesus. But here was Martha. Martha, Martha, here she comes. She was distracted, it says, with much serving. And so, so she approached Jesus and said, now I can imagine Mary had her hands on her hips, and she said, Lord, do you not care? Again, she said, care. Jesus said, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, Jesus, tell her to help me. Now, I can see Mary scolding Jesus. 
-hmm. and saying, tell her to get off her rear end and come help me. Well, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said to her, now I'm going to switch over to the Amplified because I love the Amplified Bible. It gives us much more clarity. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, and I can hear him in the most loving, kind, gentle voice. Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Necessary. One thing, sitting one at thing. my feet, sitting at my feet, listening to my word, do meditating you, on my word. Do y'all <laughs> understand? Do you understand that Jesus himself is trying to tell us there's yes. one thing that's necessary? Just one thing, not and two that things. Is meditate on the word. Exactly. Plant the word in your heart. Focus on the what the word says. The word is the ultimate authority in your life. Can you not imagine? Not what man says, not what the world says, but what the word says. And you've got to know it. Now, can you imagine it. sitting at the feet of Jesus, him talking directly to you, having the words of life? He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are truth. Now, and uh, again, he's speaking spirit to spirit and she's receiving that. But then it says, but Jesus says, uh, but only one thing's necessary for Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. In other words, Martha, back off, Martha. Mary's chosen the most important thing and it's not serving. Now, it's I sitting at my feet. I perceive that there are people listening to this audio tape right now and you're just turned off by this whole conversation. Because you're turned off because, in fact, you're a Martha and you try to justify your action. Now, listen, there are four kinds of soils that Jesus talked about that when the word would be sowed, that these four soils would have. <laughs> I like the way you say that. I'm, I'm just soils. You, soils. You sound like Catherine Kuhlman. <laughs> Listen, I got the anointing on me right now. You do. I got the anointing. I don't know if you recognize it, but I'm telling you, his presence is on me right now for this. If you're a person who has not cried in a long time, you have not wept and cried, you're hard soil. Your soil is dry like a desert. When you look and you see a desert, that hasn't had any rain and it's hard and crusty. That's, that's you. like Texas has been over the last that's few right. months. That's you. If no you rain. haven't wept before the Lord, I'm not just talking about just go weep. I'm talking about a cry unto the Lord. Cry of repentance. Cry of repentance. God loves tears. I'm telling now, folks. Mary, they used to have in Israel when we went there little yeah. jars of tears that would hold the tears of the saints. That I know a minister of the gospel. I'm not going to say who she was, but she was sharing with me one time. I was sharing about a story. I'll never forget it. I was sharing a story about something that had happened with someone. And as I began to share the story, tears welled up in my eyes. Like even right now, I can remember that moment. And it would well up in my eyes and I started tears coming down my face just sharing I'll never forget it she looked at me very famous minister if I said her name you'd know who I'm talking about and she sat and looked at me in awe she goes Mary the tears come through your eyes so easily she goes I can't remember when I cried last wow I remember that and it took my breath away and mm. I thought this person is very powerful and very good, and God uses her in amazing ways. 
But it showed me she was very hard, too. I know who this is you're talking about, and I can just add one thing. The reason why is because this person, I know who she is, famous minister, this person was on an antidepressant. Antidepressants prevent you from being high or low, and so many people have stopped crying because they're taking an antidepressant that makes you unable to feel excessive joy or excessive sadness. You become what I call flatline. Yeah. That, it's true. And so that's what happens. Right. And that's it, what these antidepressants do. But what the Holy Spirit wants us to do is to be tender hearted toward him. You need to be able to cry. Yes. And amen. I'm not talking about uh, where you're just crying at the drop of the hat for everything. That's that's uh, that's not good either. And man, if you're crying, get your estrogen levels checked. <laughs> okay. Right. There is a balance. But God wants your soil wet yeah that's right good soil well let's talk about soil mary let me kind of uh explain this parable because this is the key this is the key to the kingdom of god before you go on though i want the persons listening and you sit there and you go mary that you're talking about me i want you to put this on pause and i want you just to get on your face before god and begin to repent and let him heal the deep wounds and hurts and fears that are deep in your soul and cry out to him so that he can moisten your heart to put in more seeds so that you can bring forth good soil and you will be free of anxiousness Amen. to where you, you get be. to the point you are anxious for nothing. Amen. There is something in this, Don. I'm That's telling true. you. I know. I agree. God I agree. You're right on. You're that right it's on. It's an important part of our spiritual walk with him. To allow the hurts and wounds. See, the churches have blocked and they have locked down the altars. 30 minute service or 45 minutes, they got to get you out and get the next crowd in. So I remember when I grew up in the Assemblies of God Church later in life when I was 20, 21, they would open those altars for people to come in on Wednesday night, Thursday night prayer meeting, Sunday night to wail and cry. And that is part of just keeping your soil wet and mm-hmm. broken up so That's that a- your fertile good ground, to, that the seeds of the word of God can plant. Exactly. I'm telling you, this the is word, an important And that's part. wayside soil. And so many Christians, I call them, they have the wayside soil. There's four soils in the New Testament. It's actually, I like it best in Mark. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It talks about these four soils. And we want to have the good soil, but the four soils are the bad soil. And most Christians, unfortunately, have these bad soil. The hard soil, the wayside soil, is the hardest soil. It's like the footpath people walked on where it's been packed down. So you can't get grass or anything planted there because the soil is packed so hard. And Jesus actually said in Mark 4, verse 13, he says, Do you not understand this parable? He says, How will you understand and grasp the meaning of all the other parables? He's, and what it is, it's four soils, real simple. Number one's a wayside. This is a hard soil. And Jesus explains it to us. He says, the hard soil is the one along the road where the word is sown. But when you hear it, when the person hears the word, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that's sown in them. These are people with spirit, with, a, with anxiety, with depression, spirits of heaviness, spirits of strife and Every evil work, where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work. 
there's all these different spirits that mm-hmm. are they can be they can be possessed with or oppressed spirits of infirmity spirits of fear Those spirits of, spirits of bondage Spirit of, of haughtiness of pride perverseness of antichrist deaf dumb spirits spirits of heaviness like Isaiah 60 we talked about in the last podcast uh, lying spirits jealous spirits slumbering spirits the spirits of error so again the first bad soil was the wayside now the second soil is the stony soil so in the stones, it says in a similar way, these are the ones who, where seed was sown on rocky ground, who when they hear the word, immediately they receive with joy. They love it. They love the word, but they have no real root in themselves. So they endure only for a little while. And then when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, and it says they become offended, it says immediately they stumble and fall away. Now, again, some translation says that because of tribulation and persecution, many become offended. And that's where offense come in, comes in. And where offense comes in, where there's envy and strife, strife and offense are cousins to one another. There is confusion and every evil work. It literally attracts every demon to come and oppress or possess you when you have envy and strife and offense. And that's what happens those on the stony soil. The word doesn't get planted. There's no fruit produced. The third soil, it says, is the thorny soil. Now, this is where most Christians are. Thorny. Thorny. They're thorny (laughs) Christians. These are the ones, the seed, which is the word of God, was sown among the thorns. They're the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, yes. and the desire for other, it says, some translations, more and more things, more enter things. in and choke the word of God, and it becomes unfruitful. So those are your three bad soils where the word can't get planted, and that's where most Christians are stuck. The cares of this world. I love what Billy Graham said. Billy Graham said years ago, and he said his definition of depression, we're talking about anxiety, but you, you could associate it as both is someone who has developed a love of this world in some way, and it has in some way let them down. But also depression and loss of joy is always loss of something major. Loss of your health, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, loss of finances, loss of something. But you can reframe it. But an estimated 19.1% of the U.S. adults, even including Christians, have anxiety. That's, that's amazing. Almost 20% of the population of this country are anxious. You know, and it's and getting you, worse. You, you know what anxiousness is? It's in a rocking chair spending all your anxious or energy towards something and going nowhere. Yeah, it's just like a car sitting in your car, idling the car and revving the accelerator, burning up all the gas, all the, all the energy and going nowhere. But then these are the ones sown on good ground. These are the ones who hear the word. So if you want to go somewhere, you got to you got to sow the got to have good ground. You got to get rid of this. You got to first you got to plow the soil with the word of God. You got to plant the word of God. You got to meditate on the word of God and you got to speak the word of God. And these are the ones who bear fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 fold and some 100 fold. And repent for being full of worry. That's I'm telling you, you've got to repent to him for being full of worry and not believing his word and not trusting him in his word. I don't care what your circumstances are and what your outcomes have been. The word of God is still true. 
And it's the ultimate authority in your life. And you've got to make it the ultimate authority, no matter what. Exactly. Now, again, most of us, unfortunately, we've sown tares, not wheat, but tares in our mind with bad stinking thinking, watching the news, meditating on the worry, sharing the worry. Oh, have you heard what's coming? Have you heard what's coming on the earth? You read Matthew chapter 24. These are the signs of the end time. You read uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. These are the signs of the end times. You read that, but you don't meditate on it. These are what's coming, but guess what? These are going to be the most exciting times because the Holy Spirit is going to come on you guys who literally spend time in the Word. You develop that 30, 60, and 100-fold fruit. I'm going for the 100-fold. I've been getting 30. I want the whole fold. I'm but I want the 100-fold. anointing. So what again, <laughs> what we want to do is we want to corral our thoughts. We yes. want to turn off the TV and turn on the good news. Amen. Get in the Word of God. And get a Bible you can understand. If you can't understand the, new, the King James, get the New King James. Get the Li- New Living Translation. Get the Message Bible. Get uh, whatever Bible you can and start listening to the Word. I mean, I read the Word. I hear the Word. I hear teaching. I do this for hours every day. And I, don't put, I put a little bit of the news. Usually I can just do the news on my phone. I watch a little Tucker Carlson. I like Tucker because he makes me laugh, but just a little mm-hmm. bit. And then what we want to do is cast down these thoughts most people, unfortunately, are entertaining the very thoughts that are triggering their anxiety, the bad news, mm-hmm. and they're sharing it with others. Yes. But it says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If there's anything anxious about that thought, you cast it out. And Amen. Paul showed us in, in Philippians chapter 4, he says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. you got to put the thanksgiving in there. Let your request be made known unto God. And then the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep or guard your heart through Christ Jesus. You know something? The word of God is so good. It's full of life and meditating on. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Mm -hmm. Let not your heart be troubled. And he said this on the day before he's crucified. And he was getting ready. His disciples Mm -hmm. were getting ready to watch him be beat. And I mean, think about that. And he's telling them, don't let your hearts be troubled when you see the bad. Don't don't let yeah. your heart be troubled when you see the bad. So what is he saying? You're going to see bad. Yeah. There, actually, the word of God, he wants us to be prepared and to know. He said a great darkness shall come upon the earth. Folks, we're going to see great darkness come up on the earth. So but what is he? What's he say? Don't let your heart be troubled. Why is that? Because God wants you to be the light. He wants you to be the example of hope. As it gets darker, your light should shine brighter. brighter. Amen, Mary. You're, Amen. You should get stronger. You should, as the church, as the body of Christ, be brighter, stronger, and more active than ever before. Not a Martha, Martha. Don't a retreat. Don't go buy you a bunker in the middle of <laughs> Missouri right. no. <laughs> and put your light under a bushel. That's, That's right. not what you're supposed to do. 
You're supposed to put, we're putting our light out there. Folks. Amen. Don and I have decided we're going to put our light out there for to help draw people to the Lord Jesus Christ because a great darkness is coming upon the earth. That's not doom and gloom. He said that. That is going but to happen. But great light is also coming. Right. That's what you focus on is that there's great light and you should have the fruit of the spirit. You should have signs following you. These signs shall follow you. You should be casting out devils. You should be laying hands on the sick and they recover. These are the things that fruits of the spirit of the living God in you that should be following you. And if it's not, then you ask him to increase it, magnify it so that you will be a light in a tower in a very dark world. Amen. Just let your light shine. And yes. again, we need to just like Jesus's light shone on the Mount of Transfiguration, just like Moses's light shone on his face after he received the Ten Commandments. We have something much greater than the Ten Commandments. Yes. Jesus, again, in Hebrews chapter nine, verse 12, he said, it's not by the blood of goats and calves, but by my own blood. He went into the holy That's place right. and offered himself. And now we have eternal redemption right. from sin. So he's offered himself. We are now literally can have open doorway to God, fellowship with God. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation or a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything has become new. But it's not your mind. It's not your body. Yes. It's your spirit. And yes. our spirit, man, dwells perfect peace. In our spirit, we have love and joy and peace. And when you have those, guess what? You can't have depression. You can't have anxiety. You can't be full of dread and doom and gloom. But literally, you will magnify the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in your mouth. And when you do that, literally, God inhabits the praises of his people. You, you have the presence there of God you go. on your face. There you you walk and you become a glow and people are attracted to your glow. Mary, years ago, two people I know had the glow and shine of Jesus on their face and really attracted people to him. People came to him. One lady worked for me. She was my front office girl. And this girl would be walking in a mall and she had a glow on her and Muslims would come up to her and say, I see this glow yeah. on you. And she would immediately tell them about Jesus yeah. and lead them to the Lord and get them in church and get them uh, now, born again if, and full of the Holy Spirit. If you want the same glow on your life, you've got to cast down the cares of this world. You're going to have to cast it off. I mean, it tries to get on you, it tries to get oh, on sure. all of us. But you're going to have to begin to strengthen those muscles of casting. Cast them off of you so that you too can become that light and you can become a part. When you become a partner with divine help, being a partner with us, partners with us and what we are wanting to do. So we want to thank you. We love our partners. We pray for them. We pray for God to increase you in every area of your life. So don't just be a hearer of the word. Be a doer too. Go to our website, divinehealth.com, drcolbert.com, on the supplements that we have to help you in the natural to strengthen the body because it is both what you can do, he will not do. So I'm um, brushing your teeth, exercising your body. <laughs> there are things that you <laughs> have to That's do. Right. To Tell them about how the dentist, when you were a little girl, 
explained to her to you that if you brushed your teeth, you'd have beautiful teeth. But if you didn't, how your teeth would rot out. Candy, you have have pulled, eating candy and not brushing yeah, your teeth. Yeah, eating candy and all that, how it rotted your teeth out. And then that made such an impression, you brushed your right, teeth Right, that's regularly. true with all of us. You take care of your teeth because you know the consequences. Well, Don has figured out a lot of things in the natural that if you do to support this body of ours, and in the spirit, and in the, spirit, spirit, and in the mental, and in the emotional, and the hormonal, you put them all together. You oh will my live goodness. a full <laughs> life. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't. I do not believe it's God's will that His church or His body or any believer die of disease. I I just don't. I don't believe that's how we're supposed to go out as disease. I mean, that's not to judge or condemn anyone who has gone before us. And died of disease, but well, look at Otis Clark. He was 108 he years old, ministered, and listen. This man would go and preach every yeah. week. He was yeah. 108 years yeah. old, friend of ours. We used yeah. to do uh, shows he with him, radio shows and TV and shows. Down and went to sleep. You know, Derek Prince, 88 years old. Oh my, he just yes. went to sleep. I just believe in my whole heart that the most godly, you know, even Moses, we don't know. He went to sleep. He went up. They never saw his body. Right. They, never, they never saw his dead body. Old. So I don't know. I, I want to have a the death that I want God to, when I, it's time for me, no matter what it is, it cannot be disease. Amen. Disease cannot take me Amen. out. It's I'm not, not going to let it take me out. Amen. It just is not. I've determined in my mind and my I agree. body and my I spirit. I totally agree. You know, Alzheimer's, that is not how you're Mm-mm. supposed to go out. Uh, it's just, I don't believe that that is where we're supposed to go. I believe godly, fearful, wonderful people ours should be when we just go to sleep. God fearing, not fearful. Right. Again, again, what we want to do is we want to fill you up with the word of God. Let your light shine. It'll dispel darkness. It'll dispel anxiety. It'll dispel depression and it'll heal your body and heal your mind and you will walk in divine health. And that's what we're here to do is share with you not just the mental things you need to do, not just the physical and the supplements and the hormones, but more importantly, the spiritual keys to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's right. We believe that. Praise God. So God bless you. We'll see you next time. And y'all go rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always. Be sure and share this podcast with people that you feel like they need to hear, especially your anxious friends and family members. This will really minister. This will help set them free. And don't be a whatever. Don't be a Martha, Martha. Remember Martha, Martha in Luke chapter 10. Don't be a Martha, be a Mary. Sit at the feet of Jesus, taking his word, speak the word and shine brightly in Jesus name. God bless you. Until next time. Bye-bye.